can you and I know Larry you in terms of grace healing and and as a, a human being you deal with a lot of people in prayer and a lot yeah. of people that may be having a lot of doubt and fear and you probably see miracles happening you probably see people that all of a sudden make that connection but you just uh, talk well the about interesting it. thing is i do and i've witnessed many especially during this you know i mean it's normal that it's been happening for the last you know 25 30 years but now it's it's different because it's it's the, the time result is a closer call from the engagement of prayer to see the measurable result and then the person losing focus. And the reason why I say that is because I've had people call up to me and they've been seeking something in great need. And as you know, in my walk, I'm led not to give answer, but to first engage in God. Then from within God, the answer emerges from within the person I'm praying with. It's not my own. And they all of a sudden feel clear and they, they feel a sense of clarity or they, they feel a renewed sense of hope and understanding and a clear direction of where to place their feet and they move forward and they, and they see measurable result in that prayer. But we do the prayer work first. We submit first unto God, shed the spiritual veils that might be blocking them from that realization. We honestly sit before the presence of God and do as Yeshua said. We first embrace God, then we set free the captives within. Anxiety, you said the word doubt. We release spiritual doubt to know that God already holds the blessed answer here. When we get these spiritual veils out of the way, we will be able to become the blessed result. So we go through the spiritual work. But the thing that fascinates me, and I'll be totally transparent here, <clears throat> I have had people reaching out to me in prayer. <clears throat> they come in anxiety, they come in fear, they come in anger, they come in sickness, or they come in whatever. By the end of the prayer process, they're out of the sickness, they're out of the confusion, they're out of the depression, they're out of the doubt, and they have absolute clarity, and they're like, wow, now I see what I'm supposed to do, <clears throat> and they go out. They call me back three weeks later, and they did none of it, because they went right back into the familiar nature. The very thing that Yeshua was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Tears of blood pouring down his face, crying out for us. <laughs> for your children, wake them to be freed from the familiar spirit that they would know you first. Because here they walk out of this miraculous situation. They're living a life of blessing for three, four, six weeks. Six weeks into it, they go out and they do exactly what they heard in their prayer that they weren't supposed to do. And then they come back to me going, I can't believe this. Why did I just do this? But it's Yeah, because they're distracted from exactly. the outside, right? Because they weren't allowing for God first within their decisions. And then social pressures or um, financial pressures forced them into a place where they <gasps> went back into that doubt, embraced the fear, and reacted to fear instead so, of yeah so, go ahead. so then sell everything go live in a cave 
Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the solution, but right? I'm just what do we do to participate in the journey if we just back off and head to the cave? Because I look at a lot of what mystics have done through time, and they have not left and availed themselves to society to bring um, encouragement to even one person. Like, in my path, where I've dealt with thousands upon thousands of people in different situations and tens of thousands of people, where I've been blessed to see different healings transpire and all this different stuff. It's like, it's not about that. It's about that one person that calls it a point of need while they're standing there embraced in a spirit of suicide. And I'm blessed to stand with them in love and to help them see freedom, not just for this human that's embracing the spirit of suicide, but to see freedom for the spirit of suicide, the spirit of fear, the spirit of anxiety, the spirit of an overwhelming nature, all these things I'm sitting here not just for that one human, but for the 37 individual spirits that we released and then they didn't commit suicide. My role, like we talked about you, God within you and God's blessed result out over here. I'm also celebrating the freedom of the spiritual veils between that and the blessed result. So yes, it's beautiful that the 10,000 awaken. But I'm more excited about the million that were freed from the 10,000. And I fall in love with God's love for the sake of the 10,000 that I continue to get to love. But I'm in celebration that that spirit functioning on an ethereal plane, now named by us as anxiety, is now no longer fear. Mm. It is love. It is clarity. But it's coming back for some people, right? It's coming back, that anxiety. Well, remember, that... We've, we've shared this before. This is important within this dialogue. And it will go directly to Yeshua's living words. He said, remember, if you, Andreas, release anything of a spirit nature or of a demonic nature, you must welcome the presence of God within this place or many of like kind will return. So... For me to sit with people, like in my early stages of awakening, it was kind of like you walk in, you wave a wand, you know, people are healed and you walk away. They didn't get anything. I don't, I don't go into that ground anymore. I want to discover the healing present within the person so that they own it. And it's not something that this guy did. It's something they recognized that God had already accomplished in them. Had nothing to do with Larry. I was just blessed to remind them that it's in you. So the key is to remember that if you must release the spirit of anxiety, you need to allow for the spiritual time to remember God within that place once known as anxiety. If you don't, many of like anxieties will come upon you. And for those of you in the audience that have heard teachings from like um, Nikola Tesla or from Wayne Dyer or from any of the hay house type materials or the A Course in Miracles or whatever, we are dealing with vibrational memory or cellular memory. And if you want to look at it on a spiritual level, it's above the cellular. It is a vibrational memory. So if you have known within you the vibrational tone of anxiety, trembling, that 
unsure, looking around, in doubt, questioning, always wondering. Yet then you release the spirit of anxiety that held the presence within you. Now you've created this gap, this void that still vibrates that nature of anxiety that you have not yet replaced with God love, God clarity, God surety, forthright nature. You have not set in a place to breathe uh, the living breath of God into this place so that no anxiety forms once again. Then what happens is you get into a situation and imagine like a highway, the second heaven, the ethereal realm, the spiritual realm, the order of principalities is like the Audubon <clears throat> flying along, things functioning on an ethereal plane, but all of a sudden there happens to be, let's say, a Maserati that doesn't know its name. It's only a thing. It doesn't hold personal awareness. It's this Maserati. But we humans named all Maseratis aggression and hostility. We named fiats fear and anxiety. So these fiats and anxiety, all these things are functioning along on this Autobahn of a highway and they come to the exit ramp that is Larry Reynolds that once knew anxiety. So that little fiat cruising along on three lug nuts anxiety down the autobahn senses the vibrational exit that is present within larry reynolds i can find place there because larry reynolds did not replace the nature of that vibrational awareness in himself with god's presence it didn't become a respite and a place to return into god's embrace it became an exit as a result a destination to reside within the human larry once again to reawaken that vibrational experience of anxiety. I like that uh, Autobahn analogy. <laughs> that means a lot to me. And it reminds me of actually the, the uh, poem that we read where the person mentioned the room that yeah. we are stuck in. Yep. Or, you know, for, at the end he says, for while I'm still in my room, it's hard to comprehend the joy and bliss that awaits for me beyond where these walls end and that kind of that's an analogy too we have been conditioned in our human environment that there's four walls around us yeah. and you know it may be suffrage it, it may be some joy but we don't let in that bliss that you're talking about get rid of the captives open exactly. those walls and doors and let the the, the um uh, the bliss come in and join exactly. us and That's the really... fascinating thing about humanity is humanity has even lost sight of the fact that the bliss is already in the room because the room doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because God presence within you is the connection unto the limitless nature of the cosmos and the limitless nature of creation. That's why they're seeing so many things that, you know, kind of like look like the matrix now on the internet. People that just people all of a sudden there and then not, but the group hasn't changed. It's like, where did they go? People are losing sight of the fact that the answer is within. The walls do not exist, but you keep allowing the walls to remain there. Or we keep, we allow other people to build the walls up again that we exactly. have been, that we they define 
that's the nature of who we are instead of us accepting. And that's one of the things that you and I've shared before. Please don't be caught in the trap of how others view you. Don't be caught in the trap of how you view yourself. Search first God. Again, it's back to the gap moment. God, how is it that you see me today that I can be of greatest use to you? What is it the nature of your spirit that dictates the, the nature of who I am? And as we come back to the reality and the truth of what Yeshua said, that if we release anything of a spirit nature or of a demonic nature, we embrace God presence within so that many of like kind do not return. So if we release the spirit and the demonic and we become the nature of God's presence, we will know the nature of who we are to evidence God's glory, not continued return to anger, anxiety, freedom, you know, fear, whatever it happens to be. And the the, the ending to his statement was, if you release anything of a spirit nature, anything of a demonic nature, welcome in the presence of God within this place or many of like kind. Live as the spirit so that all might know the glory of God through your existence. So again, if you live the spirit nature of that which you are before the presence of God, you will not evidence fear, anxiety, sadness, depression, anger, hostility, sickness, disease. If you live as the spirit, who you are as God determines you, you will live as the glory of God. So you will evidence the living glory of God's presence within each and every breath you receive. These are such profound thoughts to me and I think to many of our listeners too. And you mentioned like Wayne Dyer and, and yep. other people that do. And teach. Nikola Tesla, you know, you've got these yeah. minds that, you know, Albert Einstein used to speak to these terms on the vibrational nature of creation and all this stuff. Yeah. Yet all those teachers or authors or whatever you want to call them had some kind of uh, intellectual way to, for people to practice it. You know, I'm, I'm still coming back to that one point of how can we eliminate the chance that we walk away from something that we just learned. We are making videos here with Grace Healing. We, we are sharing thoughts. We are having conversations. There's over two, 300 now on our YouTube channel. So it's anybody can just go back and listen yes. to them and use them and re-listen and re-listen. But many may not do that because there is no stimulus for them to do that, you know, right. they, because we are distracted, like I said before. So, you know, do we're going to end up here in just a few minutes. I just wanted to conclude by finding a way, how can we define it even better to encourage people to create a schedule or timetable or something that can be followed? Do well, not remember. Spray. You've been, you've been the instrument that God has provided that, which it is the gap moment. It is that simple. Even, even Einstein and all his intellect, he took us back to the basics. He didn't say, go to this textbook. He didn't go to this formula. He brought it back to the simplicity of thought, the simplicity of clearing the mind. If you get rid of the din of the earth, He's talking about the same things. If we move back to that awareness, the gap moment of God within, and that is how simple it is. God first, 
if if you embrace God and you're saying, man, I can't even touch the presence of God right now. Oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. Well, oh, wait, God is not about overwhelming. God is about blessing and abundance, yes, but God is not about overwhelming you. So, ah, spirit of an overwhelming nature. And I'm really feeling kind of fearful about what I'm planning on doing. So we release the fear. So we're releasing the individual attributes that rise when we engage God. Now we release the individual attributes that don't reflect God. Then we replace them with God and guess what we are? God presence. Because if we release the veils that hold us from the presence of God, all of a sudden we become that which God intends us to be within his presence and her wisdom. It is that simple. So we can't really conjure up a formula that makes it more difficult for humanity because that's what religion has become. It's a doctrinal mean, thesis of how to do these things and theological references and understanding and blah, blah, blah. No, it's simple. Breathe, embrace Abwum, release all that is not of God and embrace God within its place. One, two, three. Perfect. We have been doing this for six years now, Larry, and yeah. uh, <laughs> I have to just smile. And because so many things are just repetition, but it, it appears that humans need repetition. I do. I need to get out of my head into my heart. That's my journey here. <laughs> and I think by having this conversation with you, it helps me tremendously. And I do hope that our listeners as well get something out of it. And I say it many times listen to these videos or if you're listening it through the podcast listen to it several times it's amazing how sometimes you pick up something that you didn't hear in the first time around um, and uh, i look forward to having more of these conversations larry any parting thoughts before we wrap it up just please if anybody i mean i know that we are we have people from every religious background that come through this process and one of the things that I see creating anxiety within them is the wonder if they're doing it right. Because they've been so driven theologically or doctrinally that they don't know if they're doing it right. And that in itself creates this fear of failure or anxiety towards possibility of missing the mark or whatever. And in, in all humility, I would really say, please, Release yourself from that spiritual inadequacy and remember that you are whole and complete. God's presence is within you. Honestly, allow yourself the time to sit and embrace first God and release every religious construct that is somehow taught you that you are not with God. Release each one, replace it with God. Release each one, place it with God and just do that. It is this simple. It, it doesn't require a theological seminary degree. It does not require developing a doctrinal thesis of your own. It is as simple as breathe, draw to the presence of God, replace all that is not God with God and move forward. And when you find yourself in the midst of a situation, oh, half an hour into it going, how did I find myself here? The fact that you found yourself here is the gift of revelation. In that moment, cool, I choose God now. I choose God in this moment. This, this is where I am. I choose God 
I am complete. I am whole. God's grace moved me to see the nature of this influence. I release it back unto God. I am whole and I am complete. God is with me. If we could just do that, we would see a change in this earth instantaneously. But I also understand what you're saying. In this human walk, we're so accustomed to the story that we're willing to hang on to the story more than we are God. So our role, yours and mine today, is to say, if you're willing to embrace, embrace the story over God, we're still going to love you. We're going to he be here for you. We're going to help you in any way that you wish to submit yourself to receive help. But we also want you to know it's as simple as I can let go of the story and choose the God-written story, the God-living word within it. And for those of you who are like me, who need something visual, uh, just one other little tip that just came to my mind as Larry was speaking. He talked about the gap, you know, the stimulus and response gap in the past. I was just thinking, we can look at it this way, and for me, this will be helpful. The stimulus is up here, is in the mind. And then the reaction, the gap, would be the gap between the mind and the heart. So what I will do going forward when I'm faced with a fear or a doubt or anger or anything that really troubles me and, and takes away the space for God to be within me, I will visualize it as something from the mind that I'm going to move down to my heart so that I can open it and uh, God's bliss will enter. With the, do you agree, Larry? Well, I would way. add more to that, but I'll, I'll leave that right there for people that need that. <laughs> okay. again, what you're describing is even a gap between here and the heart. And then if a person's dealing with anxiety, it's a gap between here and the kidney. And then if it's it's angst or discomfort and you know a gap between the mind and the stomach, but then there's also one further gap, the mind to God, because the mind is not God. That's right. So you could fill that gap with God and allow your mind to become the gap, God. Let it be transmuted, let it be transformed, let it be renewed, let it be become new. And just let it be God instead of what my construct would bring to it. I don't want to bring my intellect. I would rather surrender that God's presence would rise and God's presence would be known. Great. Next time, we're going to talk more about gaps, right? That sounds like a fascinating topic. We well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll be back soon with another episode. Everybody Wonderful. be blessed. Bye, Larry. Good to see you again. Take care. Bye.